Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm his mom. And this is Family Court Vision. The mother of all basketball podcasts. The podcast where a guy and his mother discuss all things basketball. On today's episode, we have basketball news of the week, season predictions, a movie review of Hoosiers, and we close it out with a draft of the best parent-child duos in pro sports. We've got a ton to cover. Thank you for listening. Let's get to it. Throw your mittens around your kittens and away we go. Uh, so, so yeah, that. <laughs> Cue the intro Welcome to episode one of Family Court Vision. We are recording this at 7 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday, December 16th. How are you, Mom? I'm I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. There's a big, um, big snow blizzard going on in both the places that we live currently. Yes, there is. There is. My my I work in a school district and we've already been canceled for tomorrow. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Now it, it like is it right re- like our are the students still going to go virtual because that's all set up already? No, not not for this one. I think that they want kids to have a chance to have fun and be kids. As the there winter we wears, as the winter wears on, though, that might wear off. So we'll um, see. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, great. Well, I'm glad you're well. I'm glad. How, well, how how's Hanukkah been for you? Oh, Hanukkah's been very nice. We uh, we got new candles this year, so we were lighting those each night we've um we've broken a couple of our candles here so we're not going to have enough for the last night (laughs) oh but we'll just we'll just light some other candles that we have around just good smelling candles and things Mm -hmm. like that so like a like yankee candles or something yeah that'll work yeah yeah we have we have one that has three different um three different wicks so we thought that would be good three candles right yeah we we got a lot covered just in one candle so perfect perfect um so we'll go with that All right. So before we dive into basketball, I figure we should introduce ourselves a little more, expand that. Um, So I'll go first. So my name is Jack. I'm 22 years old. Um, The other person that you hear on this podcast, that's my mother. Um, I'm primarily an actor, or at least trying to be during this pandemic. We'll see how that goes, um, hopefully when this is over soon. As far as my qualifications to be co-hosting a basketball podcast, um, my qualifications are about zero. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing really at all. I've been a, I've been a pretty big um, NBA fan for about five, six years now. I would say I was a casual fan before that, but um, but that's that's the extent of my experience. So um, here we go. Thanks for being here. Um, and then my uh, my biases. Um, I think the listeners should know that I love LeBron James with all of my heart. He is the greatest mm. player of all time. He, I will defend him until my death. I am currently wearing a LeBron James t-shirt and a LeBron James watch band. I also have my LeBron James Funko Pop right next to my laptop. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm a little bit obsessed, but, um, Mm. if you're listening to this podcast, you're just going to have to get used to it because I'm going to talk about LeBron a lot. Um, and then I guess technically I'm a Knicks fan. They've really not given me anything to root for over the last, um, all of my life, but, um, if they're ever good, we'll talk. We'll talk some next. All right, mom, you're up. All right, so I I am Laurie. I'm Jack's mom. I'm a speech therapist in a public school. Um, what qualifies me to do a basketball podcast? Well, um, the summer before last, I was in a production of High School Musical two, um, and. 
And although High School Musical 2 doesn't really focus on basketball, you know, it is a it is an extension of High School Musical 1. Um, we do a we do musicals in the summer with old people playing young people. It's it's hysterical. You should check it out. Um, so that's the extent of my um, expertise. I I was at a Westchester Knicks game a couple of years ago. Um, and while I was there, I saw posters for the New York Liberty. That's where they played at the time. And I said, although I know nothing about sports and I have never been a sports fan of any kind. In fact, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And, um, I like to say that they kicked me out of there because I wasn't a sports fan. Cause you have to be one in Pittsburgh. Um, go but Stillers. anyway, <laughs> go Stillers. Um, oh my God. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> that was my Pittsburghese. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I saw these posters of the New York Liberty and I was like, you know what? I'm kind of a feminist. I think maybe I should support women's basketball. So, uh, I, it took me a little while to get there, but this past year I became a New York Liberty fan. That's my bias. And I watched every one of their games while they were in the wobble. I have a couple of t-shirts now. Um, I have a magnet on my car. Um, I very much enjoy them. And, uh, here we are. It was, it was so, very fun. Said, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, so, so my bias is New York Liberty. Also, uh, Jack's brother goes to school in Philly. So, uh, 76ers is also a team that, um, I have a, a teeny bit of knowledge about. Oh, and we also went to that, um, temple basketball game last year. We did go to a temple basketball game. I mm -hmm. Loyola. Is that who they were playing? I don't Maybe. Know. Could be. Could be. Um, I just remember the, um, you know, they have the the retired basketball jerseys and the the guy from like the 40s or whatever who had only consonants in his name. Temple's mascot is an owl. They're very obsessed with it. And they referred to him as the owl without a vowel. That's my yes. memory of that game. <laughs> I'm glad the game was so exciting. For you. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was very fun um, this summer um, when you were watching Liberty games and you would text me and tell me about what the bad guys were doing. Also known as the, <laughs> the, the villains, the, the villains, the yes, villains. The, also known as the team, the Liberty was playing. Uh -huh. Um, so we're getting there. We're, we are getting there. <laughs> um, we also have our producer, Aaron on here. Um, we're so excited and thankful for Aaron. He, um, does all of our editing. He wrote and, um, sung and produced the, our intro and outro song. That's one of his songs. Um, and so we're super excited to have Aaron, if you want to, um, come on real quick and just say hi, introduce yourself a little bit. Such talent. Yeah, sure. Hi. Um, yeah, I'm Aaron. Uh, I'm really happy to be a part of this crew, uh, starting on this basketball podcast. Jack and I, uh, went to college together. We were in an acapella group together and we were the only two people that ever talked about basketball. So, um, <laughs> I was really excited to get on this because I don't have a lot of people that I talk to about basketball besides my father. So uh, <laughs> I'm very happy. And yeah, I have some qualifications. Um, I've been recording for about four years now and learning how to produce and record. So yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah. Aaron's got um, a whole bunch of awesome songs. Check them out on Spotify or wherever you get your music. Um, also, Aaron, you have your own show, right? If you want to plug that real quick. Yeah, yeah. So I have a show called Just One Fern. Um, we talk, it's kind of shifted the kind of style that we do. I had Jack on over the summer 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, we talked about LeBron, of course. Yeah, we talked about LeBron. It's kind of a artists talking art um, where I interview different artists, whether it's musicians, actors, filmmakers, etc. Um, and we're also kind of adding more of a just casual conversation portion to it where uh, myself and my co-host now uh, just kind of discuss different things that are happening in the world. Um, so, yeah, it comes out on Mondays at noon. So you have the whole week to listen during your work week. And yeah, so check it out. It's on Spotify and everywhere that this podcast is also out. Awesome. Great. All right. So um, uh, so before we get into um, the, the nitty gritty of the basketball, I did just want to give a quick um, kind of disclaimer for, for myself personally about COVID. Um, I have been very vocal in my critiques of the NFL this season um, and the lack of safety precautions that they have been taking. Um, and while I am so excited for the season, obviously we're going to be talking a lot about it. And, you know, I, I'm even though this is the shortest offseason in history, it feels like it's been forever for me because I just I love basketball. I love watching it. Um, but the reality of the situation is that this season, it, there are safety precautions that could have been taken that have not been taken. And there are players and coaches and training staff and families of all those people that could be put in danger because we're just kind of going ahead with the season just as if nothing happened. It's a little bit shorter. The They're doing a little bit of difference in the travel schedule. But besides that, there's no, you know, there's no bubble. There's no shortened season there's really no um limits on how far in the country you're going there's no attempts to kind of limit like oh just these teams play each other for a while so we can contain anything that happens so uh, I, I do think it's important to put out that out there um there is a young man by the name of Keontae johnson he's a college basketball player for florida um, and just over the weekend in during a, a, one of his games, he collapsed and he's been in the hospital ever since. Um, he had to be put in a coma for a time. The news is looking better at this point. Um, uh, the last I heard, he was awake and speaking with his family and doctors, but um, they believe that it could be COVID related. Um, so that just goes to show you that just because you're young, just because you're an athlete and in tip top shape doesn't mean that you're not at risk for something mm-hmm. very serious. And so I don't think that we can just take that for granted and say, oh, they'll get over it in a week. It's fine. Uh, we can't we can't um, kind of have that have that in our mind. So um, just wanted to put that out there, Mom. I don't know if you have any thoughts or things to add to that. Um, I was going to ask what precautions they are taking, because when the WNBA was in the wobble this summer, I don't think they had any cases. There were no positive cases while they were in the wobble. And I was very proud of them for how hard they worked. And and working in a school, I know that we have a lot of precautions that we're taking to keep our kids. We're, we're five days a week face to face with our kids unless a class or a student has to be quarantined. And then there is the option um, for remote. Um, so I know that there are it's hard. It's hard to have those precautions. And I don't know what the uh, NBA is, what officially they're doing. Right. As I said, you know, not much. Obviously, requiring masks, they're going to be tested every day when they come to practice or a game. Mm-hmm. Um, they've tried to do things with travel where, you know, let's say, um, let's say the Knicks are going to San Antonio to play in, on a Tuesday instead of going 
and playing in San Antonio on a Tuesday and Los Angeles on Thursday, they might stay in San Antonio for four days and play, uh, you know, the Spurs on Tuesday and Thursday. I'm not really sure what that accomplishes. Obviously, if there is an outbreak, they can try to keep it contained for a few days. But um, I, besides that, there's there's not much. You know, there's there there was talk about trying to start the season in February or March. I think that would have been a lot smarter because you know that is looking like that is when things might start turning around, and by the end of the season, they may have you know not even had to worry about this really. Um, there was talk about the bubble. I know that's that's hard to do. That's hard to convince the players to want to do again. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, not even not even like I said, not even any discussion on oh, can we do a month long bubble and then everybody goes home for two weeks and then another month long bubble. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just, it, it just feels like there could have been more done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that's important for us to talk about before before we get into um, the more fun stuff, um, which we'll we'll get into now so let's talk about some basketball news um mom do you want to start with um the wnba news of the week the the new well the news it's not necessarily of the week this week just because we're just starting uh but a couple of exciting things and one is a, a college basketball piece um you know Paige bukers is a is at uconn and she's uh, she is very exciting and everyone uh, is excited for her. She's doing a great job now that the season has started. But something that I liked, I read a Sports Illustrated um, article about her. It started with a story that um, a girl from North Carolina flew all the way to Minnesota to see her play when she was in high school. Um, and it talked about how she can see things in her mind going on a few steps before um before they're happening, she said, it, this is a quote, I just feel like I can see plays two or three steps ahead. And that sounds like court vision to me. So Whoa, look right? at that tie, in. tie yeah. it right in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that so I'm excited to watch her play as she uh, goes through college. But this week's very exciting news is that Stanford's coach Tara Vanderveer won her 1099th game um, this week. She set an NCAA all-time record coaching victories. And what I found crazy, this is her 35th season coaching at Stanford. That's a long wow. time. Like, like people, time, yeah. people who were on her team when she started are like older than I am. Uh-huh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's, that's, that's crazy. A long time. Especially in the sports world, co- you know, coaches all the time are getting fired and having to move on to new jobs. And so to be in one place for 35 years, that's, that's pretty amazing. And she has she has won thirty two consecutive seasons, had thirty two consecutive winning seasons. Wow. Well, right? I, I guess that's that's how you compile that kind of those kind right? of numbers for for total wins. Yeah. But wow. Yeah. yeah. And here's a tie in for you, Jack, with uh, Tara Vanderveer. I'm um, ready. When she was a kid, there weren't women's sports. Um, and her family wanted to expose her to, uh, she played like club and rec sports, uh, expose her to that. And also the arts. She lived for a time upstate New York and she spent some summers at the Chautauqua institution, not far from where you went to school. Mm -hmm. Um, and she still holds the record for the longest softball throw that she did in 1967. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is that like a Guinness world record or something? It's a Chautauqua world record. Oh, okay. That, sure, I don't, that might counts. be more important. Go Chautauqua County. That's right. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we also had um, a little bit of for for us personally, us us New Yorkers. Um, the Liberty won the la- the draft lottery again. Mm-hmm. They they picked number one last year and got Sabrina Ionescu, who's very um, exciting. She didn't get to play much last year, but we're we're super excited about that. Um, and you know, as you said, Mom, earlier they maybe didn't have the best season last year, but compiling these number one picks, you know, mm-hmm. eventually that's got to turn around, right? And they they have it, it's a building year, Jack. They're building. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. And they have a lot of heart. That's right. And they, and they play really hard against those those villains. Those villains, that's right. Um how about in the NBA? What's new there? Um, so, uh, I mean, the, the off season is pretty much just finishing up because the, the, um, the league opens up on Tuesday in less than a week from now. Um, so Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's one of the best players in the league, two-time back-to-back MVP, um, he was set to become a free agent next summer and there was all this speculation, where would he go? This could change the dynamic of the league. Um, he just yesterday signed a five-year Supermax extension to stay with the Mo- Milwaukee Bucks for the next mm-hmm. five years. Um, so that is that is super league-altering because there are a lot of teams that were expecting to have a chance at getting him. They can give up on that um, because he has signed to stay in Milwaukee for the next five years. Um, good I have for a him. Question. Yeah, yeah. So, just very briefly, can you just tell me what free agency is? Like, it, it just means they can just sign with somebody else? Is this like their contract is up? What's going on? Essentially, yes. So you get in the league and you sign a contract, and when that contract is up, then you are technically free to go sign with any other team for your next contract. And each time that happens, now there are other rules about, you know, what happens in the last year. There's restricted and unrestricted free agency, all different kind of stuff. But essentially, that is that is what it is, that once your contract is up, you're free to go and sign um, with any other team as long as they have, you know, as long as they're will- they have the money that you want to be making, essentially. All right. Um, so that happened with Giannis. Um, we also had a... a and are continuing to have a very eventful offseason with James Harden, again, uh, one of the top 10 players in the league, another league MVP. Um, the, he he plays for the Houston Rockets. They've had a crazy offseason. They had Daryl Morey, who was their general manager. He resigned. He's now working in Philly. They had Mike D'Antoni, who was their coach. They, um, him and the Rockets uh, mutually parted ways. He's now an assistant in Brooklyn. Russell Westbrook, who is the second best player on Houston, was just traded to Washington for John Wall. So they've had a lot of turnover. And because of all that turnover, James Harden has requested a trade. Now that hasn't Mm. happened yet, but um, it's out there. It's causing a lot of strife. He showed up late to training camp. He was in Atlanta and Las Vegas partying without masks on. Um, He's now with the team. He just played a preseason game with them last night, I believe. But, did he get um, tested for COVID before he played? He did get tested for COVID, okay. yes. Okay. Uh, I think he had to do an extra long quarantine um, when okay. he got back. I think he had to do like eight straight days of, of negative tests before he was able to join the rest of the team. Um, why, but that's, um, that's a story for us to watch throughout the season of, is he going to get traded and where? Why Why did the Rockets just decimate their team this year? Well, I, was I like reading about that in yes. the paper. Whoa, look at you, Mom. Look mm-hmm. at you. I'm um, 
I'd like to think that it's because of LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. And here's why. The Rockets looked at the Western Conference and they saw we're not able to compete with the Lakers. They played so the Lakers. The, they're in the same conference. As, in the same conference. So there's, o- there's only two conferences, right? West yes. and East? Okay. Yes. So they're in the same conference. Okay. Right. Gotcha. And the Rockets had many battles against the Warriors when the Warriors were at the peak of their powers a couple of years ago. Um, and they weren't able to get past the Warriors. And then now the Lakers seem to be the next um, kind of mega team in the West um, with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And um, the Lakers beat Houston in last year's playoffs. And so it seems, uh, th- I think they just thought kind of pull a New York Liberty. And I think we might just have to start over, rebuild, mm-hmm. start getting draft picks, start getting younger um, and try this thing over and, you know, maybe even wait out the Lakers to to try to become the, the next great team in the West. Um, and they're, yeah, that's, that's essentially what it is. And James Harden, he, he wants to win. He's in the prime of his career. He doesn't have time to do this rebuilding. And so that is why, you know, he wants out. He wants to be in a, a situation where he's in, in a position to win a championship. And do you think that they thought that he would stay with them and he would be like a, a strong player for them with this new rebuilding? I think that was that was the plan. I mean, mm-hmm. he he is like I said one of the one of the best players in the league. In this league, you you need a top 10 player to win a championship. There's there's really very rare instances of just, yeah, we had a really great team. We don't have one star. Like you need stars t- to mm-hmm. win. Um and so I think they were hoping that he he would stay with them and um you know, he's under contract with them for the next 2 years. They they're under no obligation to trade him. So mm. um he he could continue to play for them for a while, but you know he's causing a lot of um, issues within the organization. Now they may be forced to trade him. Mm-hmm. Um, and now uh, just off, just some offseason highlights in general to touch on. Um, we have a bunch of players that we haven't seen in a while because they were injured. So we have John Wall, uh, who who I mentioned earlier, got traded mm-hmm. to Houston. He hasn't played in two years. Um, Kevin Durant, who's maybe the second best player in the league. He's now on Brooklyn. We haven't seen him in about a year and a half. Um, we also have Kyrie Irving who didn't play a lot last year. He's teammates with Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. He's causing some issues in the media as well, but I don't, I'm not sure if we have enough time to touch on all of that today. (laughs) Um, and Steph Curry, um, again, one of the top five, six players in the league, uh, was hurt for most of last year. He's back and healthy this year. So very exciting. And we had a whole bunch of turnover. We had Chris Paul got traded to Phoenix. As I said, Russell Westbrook got traded to the Washington Wizards. We had Drew Holiday, who's one of the best defensive guards in the league, got traded to Milwaukee. Gordon Hayward, who's one of the best wings in the league, he signed with Charlotte. Um, And then LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Paul George all signed extensions with their team. And now you can add Giannis to that list as well. Mm -hmm. So we had a whole bunch of stuff. I think this is what makes the NBA so great is because the offseason is almost as exciting as the regular season. There's always players on new teams. There's always major trades happening. You never know what's going to happen. Um, and so th- that that's part of what I love about the league. How long is the season? Uh, like the how season long is this gonna, how long will this la- this current season last? And is that the same as it usually is? In calendar or like in number of games? Calendar. Calendar. So a normal season runs from mid to late October. And then the June, uh, the the finals usually end in mid June, um, mm-hmm. and it's an it's an eighty two game regular season, and then four rounds of playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, 
Uh, we're going from December, and I think they're hoping to end in mid-July, so shortened. Um, and it's going to be 72 regular season games, but still the same amount of playoffs. So that's like a longer season than baseball. Yeah, yes. Because baseball right? yes. feels like yeah, it's, it's forever be. to me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, because they're, you know, um, it's more physically demanding than baseball, so they can't play every day. Um, but there's a lot of every other day or, you know, play a game, two games off, play another game. So it has to be a little more stretched out. I feel like you kept that a secret from me before telling me uh, that we would do this podcast. Like, yeah, this is a know, big commitment. Like the wobble, that was like a couple of months this summer. It was like fun, but like, you know, eight, nine months, that's a long time. Well, what's really exciting is we have the NBA going until July. The WNBA, I believe, is going to overlap with that and pick mm -hmm. up. We also have the Olympics, which are supposed to happen over the summer. Oh. There's going to be basketball going on then. And then, you know, the NBA is going to pick right back up in the fall. So uh, we don't get any time off. Nonstop. No. Yeah. Nonstop. Okay. Right. Uh, that was basketball news of the week. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to move on to um, our predictions for the upcoming season. As I said, the season kicks off on Tuesday night um, with a couple of games. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to go through the end-of-the-year awards, and we're going to predict who's going to win them. And then we're also going to pick our winners um, for our teams, for the Western Conference, Eastern Conference, and then the finals. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I'm not sure what we... Uh, there's definitely a, a, a wordplay or pun out there that we could do with family court vision of the future. I know that's that's weak right now, but some, like something a, like that. Of the future, 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 future. Oh, like that. Ready? Let, let me do it, and then you do the echo. Okay, okay. Okay. Go ahead. Family court vision. Oh, do then I echo do there, the, too? Yeah, you okay, do that. Yeah, yeah. okay. Go ahead. Try again. Family court visions of the future. How is that? That yeah. Um, we we, I, we definitely have a lot to work on. Okay. That it seems on brand. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay, so we're gonna start with the most improved player. So the player that has most improved from last season to this season will be. Oh, I'm going to go first. You so are. let me tell you a little back, a little bit of background about my player. I can't wait for this. So my player has been out for two years. He's had Achilles and knee injuries. Mm, mm -hmm. But he is one of the fastest NBA players. Is he now? Yes. And and I and one <laughs> and a couple of things I really like about him. One is that he's he's working to end homelessness. He donated a lot of money. And, he, and he's working to end that. I like somebody who has a good heart in addition to being a good player. And also he's working towards his bachelor's of business administration, which when I first started college, that was my major. And I abandoned that as soon as I got to statistics because that was not going to happen for me. So I, I feel a connection with him. And that player is John Wall of the Rockets. John Wall of the Rockets, as I mentioned earlier, just got traded there. Mm -hmm. um, he's looked good in, in some early preseason games. So that, that pick is looking good for you. I think cause it's a rebuilding year. He's going to have a real chance to shine. Great. I like the pick. Mm -hmm. Um, my pick for most improved is different. Um, but similar, uh, was injured for, for most of last year did play, um, a little bit. Um, he was actually a rookie last year. My pick is Zion Williamson. 
of mm. the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, he 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 had a great rookie year, and um, many people were saying when he came into the draft that he was going to be the next big thing, maybe even take over the mantle from LeBron of of best player in the league someday. Um, but he had he had some rough spots last year. He was not great on def- defense, as I said. He had a lot of injury. Um, unluckiness um and so i think this is going to be a big bounce back year for him and i think he's going to show that he's he's one of the best players in the league so that's my pick for most improved all right we'll see yeah okay we are moving on to sixth man of the year as you know only five players can play on the court at any one time so the sixth man of the year usually goes to the best bench player the best player who doesn't necessarily start but comes off the bench and provides a spark for their team and so that pick will be well, I did not know what, that that was what that meant. I had to ask dad. So dad explained that to me because I was like, I, you gave me these categories and I was like, I don't, what's a six man? I have no idea. So dad explained it the same way you did. So that's good. Good. That's why, I, that's why I picked this guy. So this guy, here's a, here's a good thing. He's already had COVID. So okay. He's, so he is available. He can be on that bench and he could be ready to go. Okay. Right. Also, in the summer or the off season, whatever, whenever that is, he he works internationally on other teams and, you know, um, other international teams. He's working okay. out with them. So it, re- it reminded me of like um, the I, don't, I mean, you're young. I don't know if you remember this, but there were um, commercials for car rental companies um, and Avis's slogan was we're number two. So we try harder. So he's okay. someone who is already trying harder. So these pieces uh, connected to each other. I pick um, Spencer Dinwiddie. Wow. Of the Brooklyn Nets, right? Of the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Yeah. Hot team Um, this year. Hot team this year with the Mm -hmm. additions of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. Kyrie Irving is uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is a point guard. Kyrie Irving is going to be the starting point guard. So that's why Dinwiddie will be coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny you say Spencer Dinwiddie because he is also my pick for sixth man Stop. of the year. It's true. Is it because uh, of look, his of his work internationally? It is because of the the Avis slogan. That's exactly what my <laughs> that, thoughts were. That's that's what popped into your head. Yes. But um obviously great minds think alike, and we're both gonna be right about that. So that's that's a very good call. Okay. Um we are moving on to the rookie of the year. Pretty self-explanatory. The best rookie. Who's your pick? Uh, rookie of the year. All right. I'm picking someone who is chill and confident, despite mm-hmm. the fact that he's a rookie. He has said mm-hmm. that when he was starting in college, he was not this chill and confident, but he's feeling good this year. So okay. my pick for rookie of the year is Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin, local kid. Mm-hmm. New York Knicks. Mm-hmm. He's also, from, I believe, from he, Brooklyn. Yep. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about Obi Toppin. I watched the first Knicks mm-hmm. preseason game. I thought he looked good. Uh, I think that's a great pick. Um, my pick is different. We're not on the same page here. I, I thought about I thought about taking him, um, but mine is gonna be um, one of the most controversial players in this new draft. A lot of people were either very high on him or very low on him. Um, he's got a brother in the league already. Um, And so my pick is going to be LaMelo Ball of the Charlotte Hornets. He's their new point guard down there. I think there's going to be a lot of rough games for him where he looks really bad. And I think there's going to be a lot of games where he looks like the next big thing. 
He's very an, a very inconsistent player, but when he's on, he's on. I also think that he's on a team that could be drastically improved from last year, so I think that'll help win him some votes. So that's what I'm going so, with. So for like rookie of the year and for uh, regular season MVP, do you have to be on like one of the winningest teams? Uh, usually regular season MVP, you you're you are probably going to be on one of the best teams. Mm-hmm. Um, rookie of the year doesn't always work out that way, but sometimes it does. Last year, John Morant won rookie of the year. He brought the Grizzlies to the playoffs for the first time in, in a couple of years, um, which I think definitely helped his case. So, okay, moving on to defensive player of the year. Again, pretty, pretty self-explanatory. The best defender in the league next year will be. Um, so my guy, um, has I, I got to stop doing these will be because then you always do explanations <laughs> for you don't give the name. So I thought you'd catch on by now. Will be described by you <laughs> in this following way. So this guy has repeatedly been chosen for the all-star team. Okay. Um, he's pretty funny. He's good on social media. Mm-hmm. He's got a new baby. So, you know, got to, got to give him a little bit of love for that. Uh-huh. Um, and he, as I mentioned, that one of my biases is the 76ers. Right. And he's from the 76ers. And his name is Joel Embiid. Did I say that right? Not quite. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. Yes. Okay. The two I's in his last name threw me off a little bit. Joel Embiid. Yes. Okay, I got it now. Yes. Uh, so the center for the for the Philadelphia 76ers, I think that's a great pick. He's a great defensive player. Absolutely. Um, my defensive player of the year is one, um, again, this might be because of my bias, but um, I do think he was robbed of this award last season. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, uh, much like Joel Embiid, another big man down in the paint. He blocks a lot of shots, um, but can also go out on the perimeter and guard smaller players. Uh, my pick is Anthony Davis of the mm-hmm. Los Angeles Lakers. Okay, here's the big one. Mom, please describe, before you say his name, the MVP of the 2021 NBA season. We we skipped Coach of the Year. You're right. Going back. (laughs) This is also a big one, definitely. Um, Mom, who's going to be the Coach of the Year next year? So, um, you know, you and I are trying to work together on this podcast Throughout mm-hmm. your life, we've tried to work together on things. It's not always easy to work with your kids. Um, Just ask Brielle. And, <laughs> and so even though this year they're not working together, um, I got to give a lot of credit to Doc Rivers because he coached his son, Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm picking Doc Rivers as coach of the year this year. I, okay. Another, another 76ers bias there. That's right. He's but the new I, coach you know, of the 76ers. Got- Got to love a parent who is, who's got to work with their kid. So Uh here we go. Austin Rivers is on our New York Knicks this year. Yes. Um, But yeah, Doc Rivers, um, who uh, won a championship with the Celtics in 2008. He's been with the Clippers for the last seven years, I believe. And this will be his first year with the, with the Sixers. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. My coach of the year is going to be for a coach of a team that did not make the playoffs last year, but I think will make the playoffs this year. And that I think is, is part of the reason why he's going to win this award. Um, My coach of the year choice is Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns. He's now got uh, an improved Devin Booker. He's now got Chris Paul on his team. I think they're going to be a very smart, well-coached team. 
Um, and I think that he will end up winning coach of the year. Okay, now the big one. Mm-hmm. Mom, who's going to be the MVP of the 2021 season? MVP. All right. This guy, he's got to be good because they're giving him a lot of money. Okay. Okay. Um, he's also a good guy because he gave money to the staff of the arena to help them out during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You probably, mm-hmm. you probably picking up what I'm putting down here. Right? I, I think I'm smelling what you're stepping in. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, he has won twice already. So I get that, you know, that might put people's bias against him, but I feel like, I feel like he's the man. Giannis. Here we go. I can't wait for this. <laughs> I'm just going to give a disclaimer first because I am a speech pathologist and I understand how sounds go together to make words and names are not normal words. So I have a hard time with names. So I'm just going to put that out there. And Auntie, and you said it earlier, and I was like, oh, I got to try and remember it. Antitokumpo. You got the last part right. Kumpo? Um, Kumpo, yeah. Um, now I'm kind of going to speed through it because it is hard for me too. But um, I believe it's closer to Antetokumpo. Kumpo. Uh, Antetokumpo. Yes. Or or the Greek freak. The Greek freak. Yes, we can mm-hmm. call him that. Or Giannis mm-hmm. um, is mm-hmm. probably easier. That's a, that's a Greek name, um, and hence the Greek freak. Mm-hmm. Um, just just so we know, Aaron texted me or us, and he wants us to know that Elijah Hughes will be the rookie of the year. I believe. Uh, did he play for Syracuse? Is that why uh, why the pick, Aaron? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he's yeah, yeah. he's he's going to be great. Um, and it's not just because he went to Syracuse, but because he already in the preseason like he's only had two games and he's had double digits points where does he play so he plays for the jazz and also being okay. with donovan mitchell who i think is going to be mvp um oh i think that mm-hmm. is go- i think he's going to shock a lot of people this year because every year he gets better and he's slept on every year so that's my look favorite. at that i like i like those those are those are hot takes right there so Elijah Hughes for for Rookie of the Year and Donovan Mitchell for MVP. Wow. All right. My pick for MVP is going to be Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks. Um, after he hit the buzzer beater in the playoffs this past year, I tweeted out something like, so Luka's really going to be MVP next year, isn't he? And I'm sticking with that. Uh, he's gotten better and better every year that he's been in the league. And um, I think he's ready to take that next leap into being the MVP of this league. Um, moving on to team predictions Mm -hmm. so we're going to start in the west so who is going to be playing in the western conference finals which two teams will be playing in the western conference finals and which team will win to move on to the finals Mm -hmm. so i think the lakers good pick yeah because you know i'll be in trouble if i don't say that one yeah also they're they're good right you had them on tv all the time last season and they they seem pretty good they they won the championship last year, so I'd, so I'd say pretty go. good, yeah. And they they still have the goat on that team, so uh-huh. right. Yep. Um, versus versus uh, Golden State Warriors. Ooh, a little a little Cur- uh, throwback. Curry's back. Curry is back. Yep. So a little throwback I, to the, yeah. the LeBron versus the Warriors uh, uh, matchups that we saw a lot of. Yeah. Okay. And and uh, I do, although I probably am going to be rooting for the Warriors. I think the Lakers are going to take that. Why will you be rooting for the Warriors? 
I, I like Curry. They have his wife is so pretty, and they have all those commercials with their kids, and they're so cute. So that is I, a good reason to to so, yeah. So I I like it. I like I like okay. what he does out there. Um. Okay, Aaron, shut it all down. We're we're canceling the podcast. <laughs> That's we're done. <laughs> I, um, come on, I picked them. I picked them to win that. You're, yes, you're right. Um, Reluctantly, I, I will not be I, off the air already. That's just, yeah, that <laughs> one, we couldn't even get one episode in. It's, it's done. Um, but yeah. Um, okay. Uh, similarly, un, unsurprisingly, I also have the mm. Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Um, they have they have um, they have some good players. I'll just leave it at that. Um, and I believe that they will be playing against the team that we were all hoping they would play this past season. I believe it's going to be the Battle of L.A. Los Angeles mm. Lakers versus Los Angeles Clippers. Now, the Clippers had a huge playoff collapse last year. There's a lot of people talking bad about them. I don't think that they're better than the Lakers. I'm picking the Lakers to beat them. But the Clippers have one of the best players in the NBA in Kawhi Leonard. They have another top 20 guy in Paul George. They're um, they're still a great team. I think they're going to be much better off this year. And so that's the, those are my picks for the Western Conference Final. Okay, moving out to the East. Mm-hmm. Who will be representing the East in the Eastern Conference Finals? Well, I, I got to pick my hometown Knicks just because they're my hometown team. But Whoa. also, Whoa. also, also Obi Toppin. So Your rookie of the year pick. The, mm-hmm. the New York Knicks will be playing in the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals. You heard yeah. it here first, folks. If that comes true, you all owe us something. I, I'm telling you, they're going to be playing in it. Wow. They got a good team wow. this year. Okay. Just wait. Wait and see. I can't I cannot an, wait. There's another guy I was reading about whose name I cannot remember right now, but who mm-hmm. is also only like your age or something ridiculous. And he's very good. So <laughs> so was it was it RJ Barrett? Mm, he I think this guy is second in line for his position. Okay. I don't know who I don't know who it, I don't remember. I'll figure it out. I'll let you know later. Okay, sounds good. So the the New York Knicks will be facing the Seventy Sixers. Wow, real 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 homer on these picks. Well, I also picked the Seventy Sixers because um, we are from Long Island, mm-hmm. and there are two Long Island natives on the Seventy Sixers right now. I didn't even Dan- think of that. Danny Green and Tobias Harris. That's so, right. I'm I am going hometown even you know hometown with the 76ers because those those two boys are from Long Island. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So the Knicks versus the 76ers and who's going to win? A 76ers. So okay. Yeah. Not not the not I the mean, next year this year. I, I mean I I can't be ridiculous, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I come on. Yeah, let's be realistic here. Yeah. Um Okay, so um my picks for the Eastern Conference Finals um I believe it will be the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks, with Giannis, as we've mm-hmm. talked about many times. Mm-hmm. As I've said a lot, you need a star player. He's one of the best in the league. I think he brings them to the East Finals. Um, and I think they're going to be facing off against um, the the closest team to us on Long Island, the Brooklyn Nets. Hmm. Um, I, I heard they're good this year. They're going to be very good this year. They have Kevin Durant. They have Kyrie Irving. Um, so I think that, that they will be... Uh, they'll be right there in the finals, and I believe that the Bucks will win that matchup. Mm. So, in review, you have the Lakers versus the Sixers in the finals. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I have the Lakers versus the Bucks in the finals. Okay. That's right. Who is your who is your pick to win it all? Uh, the Lakers. There we go. I want to keep the podcast on the air, so I'll yes. go with the Lakers. Also, I like purple a lot. So that again is a great reason to root for a mm-hmm. team. So there well, you go. at the at the end of when they win, they shoot all the confetti around and everything, and there's purple confetti in there. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we nobody people can't go to games, right? Like no. normal people like us, we can't go to a game. We can't go to games. At but least the not. Nets, the Nets are at the Barclays Center, right? Yeah. All right, but we can't go. No, we can't. I mean, may, maybe by the end of the season, maybe who knows? Because as I said, it's going until July. Although, if if they make it that far, that means they're in the finals, and we'd have to pay thousands of dollars for tickets. So I don't know mm. about that, but. Mm. Um, uh, unsurprisingly, I'm picking the Lakers to repeat. Mm-hmm. Needs no explanation. Um, okay, moving on to our last big segment of the pod. We're going to do a review of Hoosiers. Mom and I yeah. both watched Hoosiers over the weekend. Um, it's one of the most famous um, sports movies, basketball movies. Uh, Mom has props that she brought um, that she that I did not know about until she just um put them in the camera um but we we will get to that in a second the hoosiers is um as i said one of the the most well-known basketball movies sports movies of all time um it follows a small town indiana high school basketball team in the 50s um mom what what is what is that what do you you got there are you taking are you taking instagram pictures right now yes of course okay great i gotta get to the right i gotta get to square okay Yep, of course I am. This is Hoosier Pie. Hoosier Pie. So for Hoosier I know this pie. is a this is an audio medium. So for those mm-hmm. who can't see, which is all of so, you, she has she has pie that she's eating right now. So a thing that I've been doing, not related to this podcast, over the past month or so, is I decided that I'm going to make Th- this a- is this is a this is a segment that we like to call unsports mom like con conduct. <laughs> It's when we don't talk about sports. Okay, go ahead. This Maybe this is my favorite part. <laughs> also because there's pie. Yeah. So for the past month or so, or two, whatever, I've been, I decided that I'm going to make a dish from every state in the country. And so I've made about 12 dishes so far, and I feature them on my Instagram. They are a fan favorite of, you know, my fans. Um, and I made, I made Hoosier pie, um, in honor of Indiana a couple of weeks ago. And it was so stinking delicious that when we decided we were going to watch Hoosiers, I was like, I am making it again. So I made it again and I ate some while I watched Hoosiers. And now I'm eating some while we talk about Hoosiers. There you go. It, it is just delicious. It's just basically cream and sugar and butter in a pie shell. That sounds Mm. great. Mm. <laughs> okay so on to the movie hoosiers okay oh wh- so i was like what is a hoosier and i had so i had to look it up because i was like jack's not gonna know what a hoosier is so uh-huh. i looked up a hoosier and nobody really knows what a hoosier is there's lots of thoughts about what it is a couple of the more popular speculations are that hoosier is an indigenous word for corn and the claim is that the word Husa um, is that 
um, word. And apparently there's corn from Indiana that people from Indiana used to take to New Orleans or something. And they called them the Hoosiers because they were taking that. But then someone investigated and found that there is no word Hoosa that means corn in the indigenous language. Uh, here's another here's another another one. Someone people in Indiana would knock on the door and I guess with their uh, accent, they go, who's there? So it sounds like Hoosier. I don't know. Whatever. But here's my favorite one. My favorite. Apparently, like I think of Indiana and I think of like I've been to Indiana once. I went to Indianapolis and it was a nice place. Very civilized. But apparently the early settlers were vicious and they used to fight each other in bars and bite each other. They'd bite each other's noses and sometimes they'd bite each other's ears off. So someone walked into the bar and saw an ear on the floor and said, whose ear? And it became Hoosier. I think it's the most far-fetched, but it is my favorite. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds fake to me, but... But it's my favorite. It was, it was, it's on like the Indiana website. Okay. There you go. So there you go. There's a Hoosier. There's Hoosier. Okay. So the movie. movie. What did you think? Did you like it? What do you want to talk about? I'll let you kind of take the lead on that. I, uh, so that movie came out in 1986. And I think that for 1986, it was a good movie. I don't think it was a fantastic movie, but I think it felt very good for that era. Mm-hmm. And I think it it probably illustrated it. It took place in the 50s and it probably really illustrated that time period. There were a couple of themes. They were really hammering, you know, uh, lots of religion and and, um, you know, men hanging out with men. And it seemed very period appropriate. So I, I liked it. Yeah, similarly, I liked it. It wasn't, you know, my favorite movie ever. I, I believe I've seen it before when I was much younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, you know, I had some few strands of memories and obviously what I know about it through through pop culture and basketball and things like that. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, similarly, I did like it. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I think it was a nice, well-written story, you mm-hmm. know. And, and Did, there was a lot of foreshadowing about what the big scandal was. Did you guess what it was beforehand or the you mean the big scandal with with Norm and what had happened in his past? Right. right. Why he hadn't coached in all those years? Yeah, I I, I, I saw the clues leading up. Now, that was <laughs> that was the most uh, shocking thing to me because, uh, you know, I figured out that it was some sort of physical thing with a student, whatever. I figured, you know, maybe he shook a student or maybe slapped him or something. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that he, like, punched a kid in the jaw and broke his jaw. <laughs> it, it just felt very, uh, like, oh, oh, okay, wow, that's a lot, dude. Yeah. That's, wow, yeah. And he wasn't allowed to, he wasn't allowed to coach college anymore, but come on down to high school. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the 50s, they, you know. Yeah, more like yeah, that. I mean, the kid probably deserved it. That she's joking, by the way. Just she's <laughs> that's, that's very sarcastic. <sighs> uh, in this movie, um, it reminded me. Part of it reminded me of the Liberty, okay. because uh, well, his name was Norm. Gene Hackman's name was Norm. Is that yeah, right? No- Norm. So Norm had a rule that you had to pass four times before you shot before taking a shot, right? And and Walt Hopkins, New York Liberty's coach, Walt Hopkins, um, he has a rule. That if you are in three point range, you have to take the three point shot. 
And if you don't, apparently he will be very, very mad at you. So if, so, you, ha- if you have an open three-point shot, you, ha- you have to take yeah, it. You have to take it. If you don't, there will be a lot of trouble. So this, you know, very specific rule um, reminded me of the liberty. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You, now you, we, we didn't talk about this before today, but mm-hmm. you had texted me and said you had some kind of big, hot take, unpopular opinion about this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... This, to me, this movie was not a basketball movie. I'm ready for this. So I feel like this movie could have had any sport in it. And the whole story could have still been the same. So it, basketball happened to be something that was important to this town. So that's that's why it was there. But I feel like, you know, we could it could have been a bowling team for all it mattered that, you know, if this guy came in, you know, the only reason they want at the end is because that really good kid came back. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Waters, Chitwood. Chitwood. OK, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get names. So, yeah, Jimmy came back. So they won. They didn't even have enough players to be on the floor at one point. Mm-hmm. Um. My question for you that relates to this is I don't know a lot about basketball. And to me, this was just, there was just a lot of shooting that took place. I didn't see a lot of strategy. I didn't see a lot of movement on the floor. And now an interesting thing is all of the players, except for one in this movie, were all Indiana high school and early college basketball players, except for, I think it was the son of shooter. I think he was an actor. Everyone else was a basketball player. So, um, Yet you had basketball players. Could we have seen a little bit more on the floor? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, that that was one thing that I pointed out that I do like that they did cast basketball players. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, my, that guy doesn't know how to mm-hmm. dribble out there. Like, you could tell that these mm-hmm. guys did play basketball. I do just want to say one thing. This is this is loosely based on a true story. So I do think that's that mm-hmm. is ba- the where it comes from basketball because it was actually a basketball. Very, Indiana very loose. High school. Very, very loose, but still. The team the team that won was not like the underdogs. They were they were a pretty good team. They were from a small town, but they were pretty it's good. From team. a small town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah. And basketball, I think th- I think because of Hoosiers, but also the culture of Indiana and um basketball has been a big part of that for a long time. Like if you think about especially high school and college basketball. Indiana is one of the the main regions that you think of for that. So I do think mm-hmm. it was, you know, kind of an ode to the state the and the setting. area as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like we, we watched during the pandemic, you and I watched White Men Can't Jump. Yeah. That to me was a basketball movie. I don't think that movie could have happened with another sport because it was street basketball. They were hustling, the, the playing the playing basketball, like right next to the beach. Um, they even, you know... A little, a little of the plot's manipulative, but you know, when, when the girlfriend goes on Jeopardy, she's got a, a basketball question about like the um, rebounder or something. Um, so that, you know, they tie it in all over the place. And I felt like that was more of a basketball movie than Hoosiers was as a basketball movie. Okay. Yeah. So. I understand what you're saying that like the plot could have surrounded a different sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, the loosely based on a true story and the culture because of Indiana. It's Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think all lends itself to that. And I think basketball itself, like it allows 
for certain plot elements as well. So you have, um, I was going to bring up some some sports movie tropes, but you have the the like short, non-athletic kid, Ollie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he hits two big shots in a really important game. Mm-hmm. It's a little tougher to do that. You know, I guess you could do, he gets a big hit in a baseball game or, but you know, it, it's very, it, he probably wouldn't be playing quarterback on a team, you know, mm-hmm. so basketball, because it's a team sport and everybody gets to pass, everybody gets to shoot, everybody gets to dribble, I think allows for certain story elements as well. Um, the, writer have, and, the writer and director of this also did Rudy, by the way. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so clearly this this person knows how to put together a sports movie speaking of that stuff um this this movie had a bunch of typical sports movie tropes slash cliches that you see in a lot of sports movies no matter what the sport is so you have the big game everything that's leading up to the big game that's usually the final scene or one of the big scenes at the end and everything's leading up to that you have training montages we saw a lot of that in this movie just the coach in with the players in the gym just going through a bunch of different drills um, you have the inspirational speech either right before a game or during mm-hmm. halftime of a game that rallies up the the team. That happened a couple of times in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said earlier, the the kind of loser kid or the unexpected kid who becomes a hero. He hits two big free throws at the end of one of their really important games. Um, you have the strict coach who comes in but secretly has a soft side and really cares about his players. Um, that's, that's another common trope. You also have... Um, the ex-athlete who's who's still living in his glory days and he's kind of, you know, maybe a drunk or maybe an embarrassment or, you know, mm-hmm. however you want to put it. But, you know, mm-hmm. he he, you know, used to be in, in his in his good old days and has that's that's kind of where he stayed until he's become an adult. So you have a, you have a lot of these um, tropes um, that I think make this one of the most well recognized sports movies when people talk about sports movies because it has all of those elements that we think of when we think of sports movies Mm -hmm. the score and i know we're talking about sports here but score i mean the music reminded me of that uh the kind of music that your high school band used to do at concerts where it sounds like the dog dog food commercial you know that like chuck wagony kind of all american sound it did have like a drum machine to it as well that brought it a little more into the into the 80s, 80s. yeah right uh but but it had that very like um farm farmer kind of all american feel to it okay um, what were your go ahead i'm sorry i just wanted to point out just to tie i like to tie things together so similarly to james harden who's not happy where he is I, right right i wrote this down too i know exactly you? where you're going i know exactly where you're going Gene Hackman was not happy to be in this movie. Is that is that where you thought I was going? Uh, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about one of the characters? I was talking about um, Jimmy, who who doesn't show up for the first part of the season mm-hmm. due to sort of unknown reasons. We don't really know why he didn't want to play well, basketball. Sh- the um, Barbara Hershey's character, Myra, who was gratuitously put in there just so there could be a kiss Mm -hmm. um ridiculous but her character said early on that he i don't know if both of his parents had passed but she was kind of looking looking out for him and she is someone who escaped from the town even though she ended up coming back and i think she had that in mind for him and didn't think that basketball was going to be the way for him to get out so he had to study so he could get out okay so 
but that that was my comparison to James Harden was he's wow. a, a player who who's not joining his team at first and is doing other things and then you know maybe comes by later. Gene Hackman tried very hard to get fired from this film because he thought it was awful while he was um you know while he was acting in it. Um he said apparently said to Dennis Hopper at one point, um, I hope you have some good investments because after this, nobody's going to hire us again. Um, he hated it, hated it, gave a really hard time to the director. And then when he saw the edited cut, he was happy with it. And he was like, I don't know what kind of magic you guys did, but this is actually a good movie. Wow. So, <laughs> so there we go. We have two James Harden tie-ins mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What were your favorite and least favorite parts of the movie? I just told you my least favorite, the kiss. That's ridiculous. Why do they? Why do they have to put that in there? That was well, ridiculous. That, oh, this was also my least favorite part. My it, it they the scene starts and they're like, let's go t- take a walk in the woods and let's talk for a little bit, and then the talk is about him punching the kid in the jaw, and mm-hmm. literally like it, there's no other conversation that happens in between. It's mm-hmm. like you punched a kid in the jaw and that's why you were fired. Want to mm-hmm. kiss now? That mm-hmm. that's what the connection is. Mm-hmm. That's that's how it led. So mm-hmm. also my least favorite part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and my favorite part. Why don't you go first? My favorite part, which might be unpopular, is the ending. And I know this was loosely based on a true story, but I think a lot of sports movies or movies where there's some kind of big competition at the end end up with the main team or the main characters losing because it teaches them a lesson and it was never about that. It was about the learning and the togetherness and the friendship we built along the way. And, you know, we thought we wanted to win, but really we just wanted to all be together. And that's, that's what a lot of these movies end up being, which is, you know, can be valuable, a a valuable lesson to teach. But like, even though I, I wasn't, I wasn't super invested in this movie. As we said, I didn't love it. But at the end, like when he, when Jimmy hits the shot at the end, I literally threw my hands up because I was mm. so excited because I was like, finally, a movie where we just get to like, we just get to watch the team win. We just we, this team we've been rooting for this whole time. They're underdogs, whatever. And they do like they do it. They win. So that was my that was my favorite part. All right. So I think my favorite part now that I have to because I didn't really think about that. But now that I think about it, when he's first hired. All the men in the town take him to, like, the barbershop or something? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know they're what all, that is. Yeah. They're all, this is like the men's clubhouse is the barbershop. And the <laughs> only reason I knew that, there were 400 guys in there, so I couldn't even tell what the place was. But I think one guy was, like, lounging on a barber chair or something. That's why I think that's what that was. And they are, you know, being the stereotypical small-town townspeople, letting the new coach know what's up. They run this place, things like that. And after a little while, he's like, all right, bye guys. And he makes it clear that he's not going to listen to them. And he, but he doesn't, he just like gives a little laugh and says, all right, done for tonight. And walks out the door, like doesn't make a big scene. Um, you know, they're very unsatisfied with that outcome. Cause I'm sure they either would have liked for him to say, okay, whatever you say, or if he wasn't going to do that to fight them on it. Mm-hmm. And he just like, he just walks out. And I really, I liked that. I liked that. That was how that scene was written. I, I did have a couple of questions that I'm not expecting you to answer, but just kind of plot points that I was um, a little interested about. Um, I'm just wondering if if Jimmy goes to class. I, I didn't see him ever in class, and he the first time we meet him, he's just like their school is in session. There's students in class, and he's just shooting hoops in the mm-hmm. in the gym when mm-hmm. the principal brings um, Norm in, 
and then Jimmy just leaves. He doesn't ever say anything. So that I'm just wondering if Jimmy ever goes to class. Um, another thing, uh, speaking of the principal, he's he's the assistant coach for a while. I'm not I'm not sure mm-hmm. how I'm not sure if that was normal in the 50s that the principal just gets to be the assistant coach. He didn't seem to offer any basketball knowledge or help or anything, but he's just he, he gets he to sit on the bench. Yeah, yeah, that was that was just confusing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my 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 last big question was um, why do they kiss after talking about him punching some kid in the jaw? I don't I don't know where that came from. I mean, I know why it's there because mm-hmm. they feel like they have to have some romantic thing. But um, and then my question, so I had so why is Jimmy not playing? You kind of answered, but then what when when they have the big town hall meeting? Why does he say I'm only coming back if coach dale is the coach like i don't know what like i i guess he was lurking didn't you see him lurking a couple of times when there was a practice going on right but i don't know like we didn't see what in jimmy's character made him Mm. like anything about norm's character like what did he like about norm's style what what apparently he he has like three lines in the entire film yeah, he he barely mm-hmm. talked. So I just mm-hmm. I just didn't know what the yeah, why he was like. I'm only coming back if Norm's the coach. Yeah. So your first question: Why was he never in class? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I was in high school a few decades after this movie took place. However, things were different back then. Like I was just someone on social media posted the other day about this, and I was like, Oh my god, I, I remember that. Like we had a smoking section in our high school. Like there was an area you could go to smoke as a student. And I had teachers who they'd be hanging out in their classroom and between classes and you'd go in to ask them a question or whatever. And they would like take their glass ashtray and stick it in their drawer while you were in there as a student. And when you left, they'd take it back out and they'd just sit at their desk and smoke. So things were, were different. Uh huh. I, I think different. I think also, and we still see that today, especially with college athletes, um, class is not always the most important part. So what what was that quote? Charles Barkley had a funny quote that was something like, uh, I knew the best way to pass my classes was to continue to be the best player in the whatever northeast uh-huh. or wherever. I don't know. Right. I'm not good at remembering quotes, but it was it was something like that. It was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. OK. Anything else about Hoosiers before we move on to our last segment? Nope. OK, so. For next week's episode, we're going to be watching Space Jam as our basketball mm-hmm. movie, a little bit of a mm-hmm. different genre of, of basketball movie. So we encourage everybody to to watch that between now and when the next episode comes out a week from now. Um, and then, um, you know, you can send in questions or if you want to have any opinions or, you know, if you just want to watch it and hear what we have to say. Um, so check out Space Jam between now and then. Yeah, send in questions and we will maybe we'll like mailbag it. Yeah. Talk about what people say. Okay, we're moving on to our last section of the podcast. We're going to do a fun game. Uh, We're doing a draft today. We're going to bring in Aaron, and we're going to do the the three of us are going to draft. And what we're doing is, uh, Mom, you you are my mom, right? You're you're my parent. Is that correct? I am your parent. Yes. That is good to hear. Um, We are going to be drafting the best parent-child duos or trios if there's multiple kids um in in pro sports history mm-hmm. so so mm-hmm. whatever your whatever that means to you it could be your favorite it could be what you think is the best it could be mm-hmm. whatever that means to you mm-hmm. you draft we're each going to get four picks we're going to snake it so i'm i'm going to say that aaron is going to have first pick 
then it's going to go me and then mom and then you get so you get two picks in a row because then you're going to start that's what the snake draft is right yes that's what the yeah, snake draft I, is. i googled that today there you go nice. yeah because um, you told you said we were going to do that and i'm like oh i don't know how to do that but i got it i got so, it so yeah so so mm-hmm. we're, we're just going to keep going back and forth like that mm-hmm. until we all have four i'm ready picks. ready okay so aaron please start us off with your number one pick for your best uh, parent-child duos in sports history? I'm going with the Curry family. The Curry family. There you go. Oh, you took my number two pick, Aaron. I'm sorry. I I love the Curry brothers. Um, I know Uh that their father played as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just love watching the Curry brothers play, so that's why I wanted to. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. There you go. Excellent choice. I have, I have, so I'm up now. I have, I have varying criteria that I made for myself on what you had to do to get on my list. Oh, rules? Um, Rules, Jack? Rules. Yeah. Mm. Unsurprisingly, Mm, I made rules for myself. I really like rules. Mm -hmm. Um, But my first pick are going to be the Ken Griffey's senior and junior. And the reason for that, the number one reason is because they had a great father son moment. They hit back to back home runs. They were teammates. Mm -hmm. They hit back to back home runs. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm picking them not only for their great play, they're both, um, all time players. They both had long, very successful careers, but mm-hmm. because of that moment, they're my number one pick. Mm-hmm. All right, mom, you're up. Smart pick, smart pick. Yeah, they were, Thank they're you. on my honorable mention there. Um, oh, wow. so my number one pick, this is all sports, right? Sport, yes. all sports. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So my number one pick is Muhammad Ali and his daughter, Layla Ali. <laughs> they were my next pick. Oh, they, they were, were my yeah. next pick. Uh, yep. They're number uh-huh. one. Number one, you, I mean, the greatest. You, you can't. She, I think she retired with the perfect record. Check yep. Right as there. amazing as he was, that is incredible. So I got the Ali's. Okay, it's coming back to me now. No, it's me again. Oh, yeah. oh you're right. You're right. You're right. Come you get two. You this get is two. how I'm you sorry. do a snake I'm thing, s- right? I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. okay. Um. So my next one that I'm gonna pick is. Um, the Andretti family, mm. Mario Andretti, list. Marco, and I think Jeff Andretti was the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's just. <laughs> I don't. Never mind. <laughs> so yeah, I you know, I don't really know a lot about them, but I, who doesn't know the name Mario Andretti, right? And if he's got a kid who does it too, must be awesome. Yep. There you go. There's my criteria. Awesome. I like that. All right. Okay. So I ha- I have a pick that I want to take, but I'm going to bet that Aaron doesn't take this pick in the next two picks. So I'm going to save it for my next turn and, oh. and just hope that he doesn't take it. Oh. It must be a basketball one. We'll, we'll see. Uh, okay. So I, I've got to go with the Manning family. Okay. Uh, Archie Manning uh, right. was a great college player, not a great NFL player, but was an NFL quarterback. And then his two sons, Peyton, is considered one of the best quarterbacks ever. Eli won two of the best Super Bowls ever. Um, so they're they're my uh, they're my second pick is the Manning family. Mm-hmm. All right, Aaron, you get two. I get two. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with Floyd Mayweather, senior and junior. Ooh, boxing duo. They, uh, I mean, Floyd Mayweather, junior is being called out now and he's coming back out of retirement to fight logan paul that's right Uh, logan paul wow okay the youtuber yeah wow (laughs) so i'm picking them and then uh 
I'm going with the Bryants. The Bryants, yes. Mm-hmm. Kobe and his father as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, it's back to me. I was correct. Aaron did not. So mine, so again, another criteria that I set for myself was overall greatness between the two of them. Okay. So this duo, one of them was barely a pro player. No offense. He had an 11-season career. Uh, nice. Um, uh, these are basketball players. Um, but his daughter is one of the greatest WNBA players mm. ever. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Tamika and Harvey Catchings. Uh, so Harvey, like I said, Harvey Catchings was he was he was in the league for 11 years. He bounced around to a couple different teams, but Tamika Catchings, I wrote down her her accomplishments here. She won a WNBA championship. She won an MVP award. She won a Finals MVP award. She was Defensive Player of the Year five times. She won four Olympic gold medals. She was Rookie of the Year, and she was a 10-time All Star. So I think o- overall greatness, she encompasses that for both her and her father. Yeah. That's why I'm taking the Catchings. Okay, mom, you get you get your final two. I get my final two. All right. Hmm. All right. So I am going to go with. Carl Malone and his daughter, Cheryl Ford. Okay, another NBA and WNBA parent. Right. He was the greatest power forward in NBA history. And she won three, three championships with the Detroit Shock. So that's my number three. Okay. And then my number four is the McGee family. Mm, I I looked at this one as well. So, yeah. So Pam McGee, the mother, um, basketball player, and her son, JaVale McGee, Mm -hmm. current basketball player, um, and her daughter, Imani McGee, is now in the WNBL, but was Mm -hmm. in the WNBA. Um, and so Pam is the first, um, person to have two children in different sports Oh, or different, or different basketballs. I, I don't know. It was something, something, she had some kind of, <laughs> some awesome like accomplishment. A, yeah. This was a cool accomplishment. So, cool. and she also in her own right was accomplished. That's cool. So okay, that's it. For my, for my last pick. Um, I'm going again, my criteria for having a great parent child moment rather than maybe great careers necessarily. I know I'm passing over a lot of great options here, but I'm going with Derek and Jim Redmond. I'm not sure if you guys know or remember. I'm sure you've seen the footage. Derek was a runner in the 1992 Olympics in one of his races at the Olympics. He tore his hamstring right in the middle. And couldn't oh. complete complete the race. And he was crying, and it was a really rough moment for him. And his father, Jim Redmond, came down and helped him finish the race. It was oh. a really, really beautiful sports moment. Of course, he didn't win. I think he was technically disqualified because he got outside help. But it was, it was a really beautiful parent-child moment. So I'm going mm. with Derek and Jim Redmond as my final pick. Nice. That's I like my it. final pick. Okay. Um, Aaron, you get your last pick, right? Yeah. Um... I'm going to go with Dale Earnhardt, senior and junior mm-hmm. from NASCAR. Um, yeah. I feel like they were both great in their own right, too. Um, rest in peace, Dale Earnhardt, senior. Um, uh-huh. But, yeah, they, I mean, probably one of the greatest duos from NASCAR ever. Definitely. 
All right. Awesome. So that concludes our draft. I'm just going to quickly review each of our picks. Mm -hmm. And so then you, the audience, gets to tell us who you think won this draft. So who you think got the best uh, picks out of all of us. Mm -hmm. So, Mom, you had the Ali's, the Andretti's, um, Carl Malone and Cheryl Ford, and the McGee's. Mm -hmm. Um, I had the Ken Griffey's, the Manning's, the Catching's, and the Redmond's. Mm-hmm. And Aaron, you had the Currys, the Mayweathers, the Bryants, and the Earnhardts. Mm-hmm. So good lists overall. Um, just some uh, some honorable mentions if anybody has those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the Longs, uh, which was Howie, uh, Chris, and Kyle. Um, the Fielders, C- or Cecil, Cecil, and Prince. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wrote that eventually we'll be talking about the James family, LeBron and Bronny. Um, but not yet. We'll also be talking about Cristiano Ronaldo and his son, because his son is going to yeah. be ridiculously good at soccer. Oh, I didn't oh, yeah. know that. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. That's like uh, huge up and coming. Like, I mean, he's still really young. Like, I think he's in high. I don't know if he's in high school, or but he's like, just the videos that you can see of him like playing are just absolutely ridiculous. So, are you a soccer fan, Aaron? Yes, yes, I am. Mm, I play soccer. I don't really know anything. I don't yeah. know anything about soccer. It's so different from every other sport like even in like logistical ways like how seasons are run and everything it's so mm. different but it's it's a great sport because besides the u.s it's the number one sport everywhere so mm. wow yeah any any other honorable mentions folks uh, i have um yannick noah and joaquin noah uh-huh. the father father Yo- Joachim, was a, yeah Joachim father was a um tennis great so I, I'm interested in the ones where they're in different fields um, but are doing amazing things in very different fields. That's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And I had the Ripkins. Mm. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. another one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's it for episode one. Ask your burning questions and tell us what you think about Space Jam by emailing familycourtvision at gmail.com. And you just might be featured on an upcoming mailbag segment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FamCourtVision to weigh in on our predictions and parent-child draft picks. We're going to be posting those on there. Yep. Right after we post the episode, we'll post a graphic of all of our picks. Um, um, and I, got, I just I just am going to interrupt. I know I'm going off script here, but we have, you, Jack, you don't even know this, but uh, there's a piece of fan art that we already have that um, I'm going to be uh, in the next couple of days posting on our Instagram for everyone to peep at that. I wow. think that I think you're going to love it. I will, is... ex- I will explain it once it, it's I, I it's not I did not create the fan art, uh, but I think you're going to love it. I just discovered it today. That is that is really exciting. I can't wait to mm-hmm. see that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, don't forget to subscribe or follow us on Google Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next week on Family Court Vision. The mother of all basketball podcasts. Mm-hmm.